Lisa, somehow you have been able to put up with me to do a 30-second episode of Mountain Town Ramblers, so welcome to that. I know, I know, 32 episodes. That's insane. I know, it's so exciting. And do you feel like what have I done with my life? Well, listen back to the 32 episodes and you'll find out. Okay, so today, Teresa, we are on our third segment in regards to Yoho National Park and and the trip that we did here. This one, uh, we don't do, we do a little bit in Yoho, actually, some things in the park as well. Uh, But we're going to focus more on the town of Golden. Which is right outside the borders of the park. Yeah, it's uh, not far away from uh, Yoho Park at all. Yeah. Honestly, I think most people who probably go to Yoho will stay in Golden. Yeah, absolutely. If, if, they're, if they're staying for more than a night kind of thing. So that's it. So that's our, our, our task today. But in the spirit of giving each podcast a theme. Right. We have a theme for this podcast before we get into the details of what yeah. we did. So yeah. go, go ahead and tell the listeners. Oh, yeah. no, nothing like putting me on the spot, Kyle. It's on the sheet oh, here. Oh, shoot. This sheet. Can you read my writing right there? <laughs> okay. So, so basically, the theme of this podcast is really all about going outside of your comfort zone, trying something new and scary and pushing your limits to like test yourself and be courageous and try something new and exciting. And Golden, known for its adventurous nature and the people there, is was the perfect spot for us to go and try some really scary things. Okay, I've got a couple of follow-up things to say, if you don't mind. Of course. Okay, number one, I want you to remember about pushing your limits. Shoot. When we get to the episode on Olympic National Park. I knew it. Because I'm in trouble still, like a month later after this My mom doesn't know yet. Yeah, I'm still in trouble for this. Remember about this pushing your limits thing that you just unsolicited (laughs) came out and said. Uh, But second of all, let's let's put our... Top three things that scare Teresa the most. Things that scare me? Yeah. Not my not feeling related, but physical world related. If if I okay. were to ask you, what are the three scariest things in the world? The dark. I'm gonna turn the light off. Right no, now. don't. <laughs> don't know. We're doing a podcast. We about... can't be in the basement and the dark at the same time. That's just insanity. Okay, so the dark. Um I don't like heights mm-hmm. so much, but there's circumstances. So heights in the sense, like I get nervous standing on a chair, but I could be walking on solid ground on a mountainside over a 3000 foot cliff and not be nervous. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the difference. Maybe um, you have a fear of rationality, being irrational. Well, I don't know if I have, a, <laughs> I have an acceptance of being irrational. How about that? Fear? I don't know. Maybe cougars. Cougars. Yeah, I don't like I feel cougars. like you made me scared of cougars. I did. Yeah. Why? Because you're scared of cougars. I don't, yeah, I know. That's something I don't want to run into. No. I, I actually am looking forward to the odd controlled bear encounter, maybe yeah. grizzlies right. aside. Uh, but no, I don't ever want to see a cougar no. unless I am locked in my car. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, I know that's cougars would be on my list for okay. sure. What about you? Like cougars and what else are oh, you scared heights of? for me? I hate heights. I don't like, I get uncomfortable in elevators and elevators. Oh yeah. If I go into like a tower downtown, if I'm going 15, if I'm going six stories in an elevator, I don't like them. Well, but you're not. There's no risk of, well, I guess there is a risk of falling. But in my head, it's like what I don't see, I don't yeah, pay I attention to. Oh, I, I one of the scariest things that I think that I have ever done, well, even like flying is a nightmare for me, but yeah, I, I know. do it. Um, but there is an elevator, glass elevator at the Stratosphere Hotel. Oh, 
Did you go in it? Oh, of course I did because I because you did. were pushing uh, yourself. I, I am terrified of these things, but I still do them. Right. right. Uh, glass elevator, like a hundred, it's a hundred story tall, that yeah. thing or something. It's gross. It's terrifying. So is, is the motto today, even if you're scared, do it anyway? Do, do it you anyways. think scared? Well, I, 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 you know what? I, this may not be the philosophy for everyone, but you've got one life. Yeah. You know, when at some point, and, and again, it's not to say that you can't do things when you're 80 or 90 years old, but there are some things that I'm probably not going to do at 80. Right. Uh, I, might as well get them out of the way now and not have regrets for not yeah. having done them, right? So when I'm 80, I'll maybe just go up and down in elevators. That'll be the <laughs> that thing I do that'll be, be scary. Are we going to do a podcast on elevators? <laughs> but yeah, the zip oh. lining, I guess at 80, you can strap yourself into a zip line if you're, of course if you you're healthy enough, for sure, yeah. yeah. Skydiving, I guess you could do. you got to be keeping care of your body. I'm not sure we eat well enough for that, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're going to be like at 80, Teresa. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so that was our that's our our thing. So that's our theme throughout. We're going to do some things that scare us a little bit. A this lot. Oh, yeah. 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 Golden. Okay, so I've got some, you got fun, some fun facts, facts. in okay. the form of a skill testing trivia question. Of course you do, teacher Kyle. Go I, on. Okay, what do I get if I win? Ice cream. Okay. If you if you are if you get what I would consider on my rubric, yeah, oh, good to be satisfactory results, I well, will. All I, will I get aim for in life is satisfactory. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm putting the bar low here. Just put that low. Okay, okay go. Here we go. Roughly, hmm. I, I have the exact number as of uh, 2023. Okay. How many people live in Golden, British Columbia? Oh, I'm going to say 5,300 people minus two. <laughs> Minus 2,000. I actually think it's about 3,000. Okay. Hold on. So you're, I'm just going to, I'm just going to shut this down right now. This is, this is, this is over. I can't do this. I can't. No. Okay. What is your answer? 3,000. You know, what's funny. Uh, the real answer is about in between those two numbers. I don't know what to do. 4,200. Okay. I win. I won. Clearly. I averaged. <laughs> okay. I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how to grade this. This is okay. So, you know, if, if you don't have any teacher friends, or, you know, if you're not a teacher, maybe you don't understand, but sometimes you just get submissions that you just don't know what to do with. You know, you gave an assignment and then you have this thing in front of you and you don't know what to do with it. I know. It's going to uh, be me. Uh, the whole okay. Time. I'm, I'm okay. going to give you a pass. I'm on crying. That one. I don't know what to do. Okay. The region was first explored by a European in 1807. Who was the European that was looking for a route, a trade route to the Pacific Northwest? It was the gentleman from the Palliser Expedition who got kicked by a horse when he was going through Kicking Horse Pass? Uh, actually, no, that's incorrect. James Burstall? No. Uh, actually, in 1807, it was David Thompson. Darn it. <laughs> that's the answer to every question in this podcast. I should just know that by now. Yeah, so he's a fur trader. I don't know if you knew that David Thompson was a fur trader. Has anyone, like, this is a dumb question. There's no dumb questions. That's what I'm mm, this one's to say in my classroom. Yeah. 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 Mapped out David Thompson's treks? Like, do we know all oh, there the, has to be. There books. has to be a beautiful map of all the places oh, he went. they have to. I mean, it's basically all the map. Well, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere, yeah. No, he was a trader and he was looking for a trade route okay. to the Pacific Northwest. Right. Uh, so he was looking through, trying to find passes. So he right. came through in 1807. The town uh, comes about because of the railway. So the Canadian Pacific Railway. They are looking through for a pass as well yeah. to go through the mountains. Uh, a name, a gentleman by the name of Rogers finds a pass, which has been named after him, Rogers Pass. Right. It's beautiful. Yes. 
they build the railway through there. As they are working on that, they need to build a camp that eventually becomes Golden. Right. The town of Golden. Yes. Uh, do you remember what the town oh. of Golden was called before they called it Golden? No, but I remember why they changed it to Golden. Okay, okay. Well, I, I, that was my next question, so okay. hold on. I'm going to give you that one. Uh, so it used to be called McMillan's Camp. That's exactly what I was just going to say, Kyle. Okay, now down the road, finish the story because I've been talking too much. There was a logging camp that changed their name from whatever it was to Silver City. You can't, you have to beat Silver City. Right. To one up Silver City yeah. by and, becoming Golden. Yeah. So they became Golden City. I love actually. it. Yeah. So McMillan Camp changed their name to Golden City mm-hmm. and they eventually dropped the city and it became Golden. Love it. There you go. So I'll give you a pass on that one. Thanks. You remember the tour guide story. What else do I have here? In 1902, there was a significant building built in the town of Golden. And it was the first of its kind in North America. What was it? It was a Sikh temple. It was a Sikh temple in 1902. There was a significant Sikh uh, immigrant population in Golden. Right. Uh, they were loggers for the That's most a, part. Yeah. yeah. And so they built a temple in 1902. We went to look for it. I have found out why we could not find it. Why? It burnt down in 1925. So, but, but wasn't that building I, the same? Or rebuilt? It probably rebuilt, oh, okay. yeah. So that's not the original structure. Gotcha. So the original structure burnt down in 1925. So Gotcha. So it was not just my navigational skills no. lacking? <laughs> no. Well, we were struggling to find it. And we're like, is this? I very, know. I remember this that. This looks like a white square building. <laughs> I know. Yeah, this, yeah. There is a 330-kilometer bike trail. Right. Uh, that goes between Lake Louise, Golden, and Radium. And it has a name that bicycles, bicyclists, cyclists, 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 cyclists will call this. It's got a very specific name. Do you know what it's called? The Columbia Kicking Rail Trail. <laughs> uh, good guess. No, it is the Golden Triangle. Golden Triangle. Oh. So 330 kilometer bike path between those three. Ooh. Yeah, very, very, very popular, apparently. And then there's an extension if you want to go to Vancouver after. Oh, wow. That's a lot yes, of bicycle riding. It's under 700 kilometers or roughly to Vancouver from Golden. So Wow. Yeah. Golden has the longest one of these in Canada. It was built in 2001. It's roughly 150 feet in length. What is it? It is the Golden Sky Bridge. No. No. The Golden Sky Bridge was built in 2022, oh. I believe. No. That's the exact length of the Golden Sky Bridge. Well, it's what also, are the odds of that? It's also the longest freestanding timber bridge. Oh, the wooden br- the pedestrian wooden bridge. The wooden bridge over bridge. the Kicking Horse River, I think it is. That was really pretty. I it was, loved it that was bridge. Gorgeous. Now, I don't understand what freestanding bridge means. Was I mean, it I understand not what freestanding It's not. Is, is it just sitting there? I don't know. It's just like, just it's just so heavy. It just sits there and but it's I, not even bolted I, in. I didn't, maybe that was something that we didn't realize at the time we were doing that was really scary. Yeah. Walking on a little bridge. But that, I well, didn't That was re- a very substantial, well built, bridge. Covered bridge. Engineering feat, that bridge. There was a lot of volunteers that came and built that bridge. Yeah. From all over the world, apparently. I know. Yeah. It's so pretty big amazing. Big effort there. And the last little thing we can tell about, there are three. Three mountain ranges. Ooh, I totally know this. If you stuck your tongue on me, you better nail this now. <laughs> okay, what do you got? That's such a kid. Canadian Rocky Mountains. Sure. Purcells. Sure. Selkirks. Oh, with some attitude, you Boom. said. Boom. Mic drop. Okay, but how many people live in Golden again? <laughs> 5,000 minus 2,000 plus 1,000. 
Okay, Teresa, yeah. that is our introduction to Golden Good. British Columbia. And it's if you beautiful. don't know, we actually haven't really explained where this is. No. Uh, really, just across the border from Alberta, obviously in the Canadian Rockies. It is about a, I've got it actually written down here. It is 82 kilometers west of Lake Louise. So not too far. Yeah, and it's in one of these like contiguous sort of, you know, just outside of these four Canadian Rocky Mountain parks right. that are all this UNESCO World Heritage thing. So it's really kind of cool. And we've done some podcasts on Radium, which is to the south of Golden, yep. and Invermere, which is to the south. But they're all connected. So if you're going from north to south, starting at Golden, yeah. all the way down to Cranbrook, BC, which is by the border of the states. Yeah. That's called the Columbia Valley. Yeah, Columbia it's Wetlands gorgeous. Valley. It's one of my favorite places. It, it is. And it's the reason why we keep kind of going back and picking I different know. places there. So. It's lovely. We went in the summertime. So this was a trip that we took three weeks ago. Yep. In August. So we did a lot of the... Scary things. The summer things. Yeah. Oh, summer things summer and things. scary things. Yeah. So but really quickly, do you want to talk about all the winter activities people can do when okay, they are well, so- in... Uh, Golden, because it is a very good winter town as well. Well, anything in mountain towns, you have uh, skiing. So there is a really good ski resort there, the Kicking Horse Ski Resort. There is ice climbing and snowboarding, a lot of ATVing. Snowmobiling. Snowmobiling, huge snowmobiling. Hella skiing. Hella skiing. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of things to do. You can, of course, hike. Yep. Although I I think they are very limited trails in Just, that area because the snowfall is incredible in that right, area. But, right. Um, there are some winter trails. I did look it up. Tons of stuff to do in the winter there. Okay. It is an outdoor adventurist's dream that it, town. It, it yeah. is, and I it, when you look at the the people who live there and the the people that we came across, you know, doing jobs, providing services, that kind of thing, the people we met, they're there because they love it there because they are adventurous and they work, let's say, at the whitewater rafting yeah. place because they love whitewater rafting. They work at the ski place because they love to ski. Right? These people that live in Golden, it's their lifestyle. It's their lifestyle, and it's pretty cool. So. Okay, the first thing we want to talk about, what's the scariest thing that you were so scared about on this trip? Okay, white water rafting. Okay, so we went with the Glacier Raft Company. Right. Uh, There are other companies, though. There's a lot of rafting companies. Yeah, there are. I'm going to mention one more, the Wild Water Adventures as well. Uh, I did have a chat with them uh, by accident uh, because I thought I had booked my trip with them. Oh, and then I sent them an email. I'm like, oops, shoot. it wasn't you. Sorry. So I did set, tell them lovely. that I would, they were very lovely and friendly to us as well. Uh, but I think they all know each other and I think they're all kind of buddies. So yeah. I think there's a handful of rafting companies in there and uh, I think they're all really well yeah. trained. But we really loved our Glacier uh, Raft Company. They were so good. we chatted with the owner ryan we did he was very lovely and took some time to chat with us after our raft okay so we didn't die no so here's my thinking yeah. when we first start do you want to go know my yeah. thought process Walk us through it. i'm gonna die mm-hmm. or kyle's gonna push me off the raft and if you listen to our canmore episode you will have maybe heard him say how he had a desire to push me off the edge of the raft yeah, but did I push you off the boat? You didn't. But There's a lot you... of things I would like to do, and I refrain. I have never once pushed you off a boat. <laughs> okay, so aside from that beautiful, gentle <laughs> Bow River raft, which is more like a glide. We oh, didn't it's even just have a helmets. light float. It yes. was a light float, yeah. probably in two feet of water. That was the first time I had been on a raft, period. And and I knew, though, whitewater rafting was very significantly different. We were going into rapids there were a ton of rocks. We had safety the, gear. We safety had. gear. We had to wear a helmet. Okay, waiver forms. Here, 
I know. I was just going to say that. That's my measure of how dangerous something is, how long the waiver is. Yes. If I have to say, I'm not going to sue if I'm injured. Not injured. Also, here's all the nine ways that you can die in the waiver. I know. (laughs) It made me so nervous. Yes. I I was half convinced. I'm not the most coordinated person. I don't know if you've recognized that, Kyle. I have no comment. You plead the the first, well, the can, fifth. Can you repeat? No, I, I'm, I'm getting some feedback on my microphone. Oh, right you are not. So I am not the most sturdy on my feet, coordinated person. So I was a little bit nervous about my ability to stay on that boat. And then also, I just didn't really want to fall in and die. But we didn't, clearly. No. And uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's a cool experience. You have to do a lot of command and training in the light part of the river so they spent probably about half an hour going over with yeah. a bunch of different commands yeah. what you do when they give the command because there's a there's a guide on the boat we had the in best a really comfy guide. chair at the back of the she thing. looked like she was just having the best time with her giant oars yeah. on the race chair yeah they're just having a blast there but we had to go through all of these probably eight or nine commands command and what to do and then yeah. she would try to confuse us just to see when things get rough because you know, you need to paddle. You're paddling that entire time. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we had a five-hour trip, and we're paddling what half the time. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, you have to be ready to listen to and obey to her commands just for safety's sake. So yeah. that that was pretty intense, and that made me a little bit nervous. But then I saw the raft of the little kids. Yes. Well, we we have a clip here. Oh, Teresa. we do have a clip. Yeah, do you let's hear, yeah, play yeah, the yeah, clip. Let's play the clip here. That I think it, okay. it'll be a, a really good one to finish off the whitewater rafting. Okay, we're sitting here in reflection of a really cool adventure day. Kyle, are we extreme adventurers now? I've always been an extreme adventure, <laughs> Teresa. You're yeah, just catching up to I me know. now, I think. <laughs> so we did this amazing adventure with our friends Jane and Jamie, who are with us right now. Jane's with us. Hi there. And oh, and you may remember Jane yeah. from our fans from the one episode podcast <laughs> called Alberta Town Ramblers. And I Jane know. took us on a little bit of a in tour Gibbons. in Gibbons, Alberta. So second time on the show, Jane. She's a, right, our yeah. first repeat guest, Kyle. That's serious. And, <laughs> Welcome back. You and you will star. get paid the same amount you got paid the first time <laughs> you came on our show. Yeah. So we, we did a very cool whitewater rafting trip down Kicking Horse River near Golden, B.C. My first time rafting. Is that your first My time My very rafting? first time whitewater rafting, yes. And guess whose idea it was? Mine. Jane. Yeah, Jane is the extreme, extreme. I know. Yeah, she's done this 38,000 times. <laughs> How many times have you done Jane? I did it a couple times many years ago. Okay. So, yeah. So what was your favorite part about it today? Ah, uh, the class four rapids. It's crazy. You're an Wild. adrenaline junkie, Jane. Not really. <laughs> now, is it right? To, I, you, now, I was at the front of the boat, so I didn't get the best view. But was Jane, like, sort of tucked in behind Jamie the whole she time? Was. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. and Jamie were at the helm <laughs> leading that boat. I was uh, clenching my eyes behind your back almost the entire time. <laughs> it was good. It was fun. Yeah, that was good. Would you recommend doing this, like, what most people do? Oh, I think so. Well, and there were boats with kids. There were I boats was, with kids. Okay, full disclosure, I was super scared and maybe a little bit mad, Jane, about this idea that you had. Because I had never done it. I was super nervous. I'm like, Jane, you're making me do this. But when I saw those, the boat of the little kids, they must have been five or six. I maybe felt like I needed to prove toughen myself. Toughen up a little bit. Yeah. And prove now, the myself. five or six-year-old kids did not go on the class four rapids. Oh, 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. They get off and before that. But they did class two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So overall, though, it was a great trip. Was that the highlight so far? That was a highlight. Glacier Raft Company. The great, yeah, they're, they're they were really fantastic. Good. So highly recommend, Jane. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Would you go back and do the helicopter run with the class four rapids next year? Next year. Okay. In a 100%. heartbeat? 100%. So you've heard it here. That. Jane is taking us helicopter. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't say that, but throw that in there. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming out, Jane. Thanks for inviting us to the rapids. It was a, a lot of fun. Day. Yeah. And we'll talk soon about some later adventures here. Okay, so in Kyle form, I'm going to rank how scary this was on a rubric I'm just making up in my head right now. That's what all uh, teachers do. I know. So I know. We just pull grades out of made up. Right. Things. So my made up rubric is out of a score of five. And five being the scariest thing ever in the history of the world. And one being walking in the mall with my mom on a Sunday. That's how I'm gauging the fear factor in my head. I'm going to say rafting. So, so one is the scariest thing? No, it's Am I in trouble with your mom now for saying no, that? No, it's oh, the no. least scariest. I love it. I'm going to say it was three. Yeah. yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't as scary as I thought. Here's why I realized in hindsight why I was terrified. One, I had never done it before, so I had no idea if I would be able to handle the rapids. I had no idea what to expect. So I made this story up in my head that it was going to be a lot harder than it was in actuality. But once I did it, that was the most fun I had this summer. Yeah, honestly, it was so much fun. I will say I had one moment of nervousness. When? Uh, it was when all the boats were gathering at the top of that. F- the four. The four. The class four. Yeah, the one that is the tough one that they're kind of training you for for the first three hours of that yeah, trip. And you're just sitting and you're watching the boats disappear. Yeah. So they're going and all of a sudden yeah. they're gone. And like, where are they? But where did they go? See how you far can't down. see where they're going. And so that was like a little, because you, you're sitting, we sat for what, seven or eight minutes, maybe mm-hmm. waiting for our turn. Yeah. Because there was about, what, a dozen rafts on the river that day or whatever. Yeah, there were. That was the only time we had to wait for anything. Right. Uh, But I think it was mostly for instructions. Okay, we're here. Don't forget what's going to happen. Here's the deal. And when I tell you to row, you better be rowing. I know. We're not flipping this thing. And you sat in the front of the boat. Yes. Which I was very impressed about, by the way. Yeah, I got the wettest. I was, oh, I was so wet. You blocked the splashes from me. Yeah, I think, I think you basically came off that boat and, you know, went out for a fancy dinner. It doesn't even look like, and I am so. Oh, no. Did you see the pictures? My hands were shriveled up from being (laughs) wet for five hours. I had dishpan hands. Yes. We all got pretty wet, but it was, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was good times. Would you do it again? 100%. I think we're doing it. Jane's going to take us to the, the, the helicopter four and fives one. or whatever, the four and four and a halfs or whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. I really enjoyed that. So I was a really proud of myself. I felt really brave. And what I did feel fear. That's the first time I felt that kind of fear in a long time, but it was fun. Good. Okay. We have the next thing that I think you were quite terrified for. Yeah. Actually, again, like maybe even more. No, not more than the rafting. Well, so now. Equally. If we can bring Jane back into here, who is our guest. Right. She did the whitewater rafting. Right. She would not do this. No. We tried to get her to go. She, she like, would. No, she no. she watched us from the road. Yes, she did. She parked and watched us from the road. So, uh, what is it that we went to do? Well, we went to the Golden Sky Bridge. Hey, Teresa. So there was a number of things that we're going to discuss one at a time here from the Golden Sky Bridge Park. But the first thing that you do when you get to the Golden Sky Bridge, what do you got to do? You buy a ticket. Okay. After that. 
What's the first activity? I know I'm pulling your Kyle. Yes. The first activity <laughs> is the sky bridge. Yeah. So I have a clip of us approaching the sky bridge. Oh, okay. Here we go. Teresa, we're the first ones in the park today at the Golden Sky Bridge. We weren't eager at all this yeah. morning. And they're here. Uh, you're going to hear first views of the giant suspension bridge. How are you feeling? Uh, not great. It's really high up, and I just saw the bottom of the canyon. I don't think oh. you can even see the bottom of the canyon. It's so high. Oh. oh, my gosh. Okay, I will not swing or jump on the bridge for you. No. No. Don't. I would never. How high up is it? <laughs> it's high. Oh. It's really high. Any any thoughts for our listeners? Words oh. of encouragement when they're faced. Oh, my gosh. Look at the zip line and the other oh stuff. Oh, my gosh. This is, this is gross. Okay. I don't know. Words. I need the words of encouragement. Give me some words of encouragement. You got this, people. Teresa. You got it. You got this. Okay, let's go do it. Okay, Teresa, walk through your experience on that Golden Sky Bridge. Okay. Well, first of all, you made me go first. What? These are all lies. <laughs> I totally went first. Did I make I you? Was there even a discussion, or did you just kind of jump in here? And I don't know. Like, was that a chivalrous thing to do, or were you going to save me if I fell? Then you would jump after me. Maybe. No. Okay. So here's the thing. Set the stage. First thing in the morning. Nobody's there, right? Like we, we were, were the first, the first there. people there. Yeah. It was beautiful. So if this park gets really, really busy, it does. That's a really good tip for people, by the way. Go first thing in the morning. Anyway, oh, we yeah. were the first people on the bridge, which was actually less scary for me being the first person on. It was a little bit wobbly. Yes. We should mention this is a long bridge. Kyle, I have a question for you. Sure. How long? We said it was the same as the other bridge, so 150 feet. How high? Uh, that one, uh, it was the highest suspension bridge in the country. Right. Uh, 390 feet. I have no idea. No, it's 130 meters oh, 130 meters oh well then i'm i don't know 390 420 feet oh so you were close yeah, yeah. 130 meters high yeah so significantly high over this beautiful value valley i was nervous but i wasn't as scared as i thought i was going to be no and so when you, when you make your way through the park yeah um sometimes you end up back at the beginning again mm-hmm. through various activities that we're going to discuss and you have to cross the bridge again yeah, the back. second time we had to go back, it was very, very crowded. Yeah. And there was somebody in front of us. Wiggling the bridge. And also someone who was so scared. So they oh, were going so I know. slow. So we were on that bridge. When you and I walked the first time, what would we say? It was three, four minutes to yeah. cross that bridge. Yeah, we motored across that it thing. It might have been 15 minutes the second time. And there were 50 or 60 people on that suspension bridge, maybe more. I don't it even know. It makes it so much wobblier. It and- was swinging. And I don't know if someone was doing it intentionally. But the other thing was you couldn't get off. No. Because you're trapped. Because there is no room to pass. It I- is single file. Only. No exception. And you can only go one way. And you can only you go one turn way. Back yeah, you're back. not allowed to go backwards either. Do you know the maximum number of people that can go on that bridge? I thought I saw that it was 80. 60. 60, okay. Yeah, yeah. anyway, there was a little bit of a adrenaline rush and some heart pumping, mm-hmm. but I was not scared. It was actually quite thrilling, and it was I never felt unsafe on that bridge. It, it, it was really fun. How did you find it? It was good, but I do have a clip of you after we made it across the bridge. Okay. Okay, it's very Brave, Teresa? <laughs> Teresa, you made it across the bridge. You're alive. I, I'm alive. Yes. And I was not as scared as I thought, Kyle. No, it's not nearly as bad, but what about this one here? The Zipline? sky. Zip line. Here it is. Okay, well. These these things here. Across yeah. the canyon on one 
I'm not very nervous. I'm excited. Oh. I'm not super nervous about it yet. Really? Yeah. We'll see how I feel when I get up there. Yeah, the zip line makes me more nervous than the... That swing down there. Oh yeah, the canyon swing. Yeah. You see it? Oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no. Let's go zip lining across this massive canyon. Okay. Hey, Teresa, so zip lining. Very exciting. I was more nervous for that than I was for the bridge, for sure. Well, me too, I think. So I have a question for you, though. So yeah. we, a lovely worker at the uh, zip line, yeah. got us all harnessed in, made sure everything was good. Uh, but we saw her go down a few minutes earlier because right. she has to test the line. Right. What does testing the line look like on a zip line? Like, I made it. It must be good now. So it's good for you. Yeah. Like I don't I don't understand the testing process and if it the test goes poorly <laughs> are you, I don't I know testing the zip line seems odd to me. It, you know what I think I think it's part of their safety checklist that yeah. they have to go through for insurance so. purposes. Yeah, run run down the thing and make sure it's all good cuz <laughs> like if it's not that is across the canyon. Do, and then do they do a test across the sky bridge a little walk through? Yeah, bridge is no good. I'm at the bottom. <laughs> fell. Like I don't know it's an odd thing to me but she That's had to run funny. through a test before we could go you know what i'd like to see somebody my size doing a test the line or even bit better yet someone bigger than me test oh the line. yeah anyway yeah so. that, yeah that was funny but it was were you nervous for zip lining yeah, Once a, you got a little there? bit but i've done it before yeah and me i've too. done higher ones than that so yeah in costa rica um but uh with jane actually Jane. I was in Costa Rica with Jane, and she did the zip lining, but she wouldn't do it here. I'm going to ask her about this. I know. There's a mystery there to unpack. Yes, yes. Okay, uh, let's, you know, I'm going to let you sum up. We have no more clips from there. Okay. Sum up the rest of the stuff that there is to do. There is so much to do. There's that giant canyon swing that you can go on. It's kind of like a the version of a bungee jump. You're really hanging off the side of this cliff. And Actually, they... let, me, let me walk the, the people through this one. Okay. So there's a platform that goes into the canyon, like pa- past Protrudes the Protrudes past the ledge. Yeah. So, and then there is this metal floor. You sit into a swing. Uh, it's a two-person swing. Uh, they kind of harness you in, buckle you up. And then and we watch this. And they don't like push you. The floor drops out. Yeah, it's gross. No, it's way. just gone, and there's no more floor, and now you're and in now this bungee jumping. But the way it's designed, you're not just going up and down. It's designed to go down and then swing you back and forth across the canyon for however long, and then it takes like four minutes to get that thing back up. You're again. just dangling. You're just dang- dangling. It looks awful. It- would you do it though? Nine, I, I, Ninety bucks a ticket. It's it's not included in the adventure. Yeah, pass. so we should probably talk about quick quickly. The pricing was um, if you just want to walk the Sky Bridge, right? Yeah, think about this as like a Disney World. You can you can get yourself into the park, and there are some free things that you can do. Yeah, uh, and that is what thirty bucks to get you in the park or something like that. But if in that and you and you can walk the Sky Bridge for that. Yeah, and then you can tour around the little paths. I got some paths there you can walk along. If you want to do any of the other things, the bungee jumping, or sorry, the, uh, the zip, zip line. lining, uh, the mountain roller coaster, which I want to talk about, which is a yeah. lot of fun. Uh, if you want to do any of the other things in that park, you have to buy the ultimate pass kind of thing. Yeah. And if you buy it online, it's 10% discount. Yeah. Uh, definitely buy online. We bought it online. We didn't realize that we were standing in line. And I was on the website just checking some things out. And it said, buy online. And I literally bought it two minutes before we Thank walked into goodness. the park and we saved that 10%. So there is no time limit on it. 
Yay. Uh, and that was 80 bucks, I think, to buy that sort of pass. It gets you one ride on the mountain roller coaster, the rail yep. roller coaster, uh, one zip line. Yep. Uh, admission into the park. Yep. We did the axe throwing. What yeah, else was well, that? So there's also the, like you said, the rail rider mountain coaster, canyon edge challenge rope course. Mm. So that we did not do. That was one of the more popular ones. And the, uh, the people at the desk said that they had the biggest line usually because it takes the longest. Yeah, it's a climbing yeah. course kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it looked yeah. really fun. Yeah. Um, it and like the, a lot of energy at 930 like a lot in the of energy. There was some rock climbing or wall climbing yes. things. There were kids parks. Yeah. And, and, then, uh, yeah. Yeah. and then again, just like the axe throwing. Yeah, so it was all included for you get one trip to each of the things for the eighty bucks, and then the swing on top of it, the giant canyon swing, was a hundred dollars per tandem, so it would cost you fifty dollars each, or you could swing by yourself for sixty nine dollars. Yeah, so, we would have had to swing by ourselves. Was there a weight thing? Yeah. Oh, so we had to do two singles. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So I would let you go first because I'm chivalrous. Look at how, what a gentleman you and are. And then I would have walked away. I would have been <laughs> like, see you, Teresa. Started the car. Started the car. I'll meet you in the car. Uh-huh. I'm <laughs> that picking looks up what you're putting down. That is not even in the same league as that zip line. That you is would, terrifying. You wouldn't do it? I would. 100% I would. Okay. So do things scared. Oh, yeah. yeah of course, yeah, that's the do. whole podcast. Thing I know. Today, isn't it? Yeah, I would do but it. But we didn't do it. I think, I, I, you know what it was? I think I think it was the sticker price shock a little bit, like 100 bucks to go on there. Extra, yeah. Extra on the 80 that I just spent on it. So I was like, $180 for a two-hour morning, that's a lot. But I mean, there's a lot of adrenaline that you're getting there. It's not, getting I'm not it suggesting down. it's not a good deal, but at 9.30 in the morning, we were like, Bleh. I know. Uh, yeah. I know. In hindsight, oh, maybe. We probably. We'll be back. We can do it. Yeah. Again. Okay. So does that pretty much cover the park there, Teresa? It does. It was a lovely park. They had some really good amenities and a bar and a little restaurant and stuff. So lots of things to do for the family. That was, That's the big tourist draw to Golden, I think, is that Skybridge Park. Yeah. And it was only built last year. So it is yeah. relatively new. So I, I think that has definitely helped the draw. And I think people in town had mentioned that to us. Like they're really hoping that that helps. Yeah, bring uh, a lot more thing because you've got your lot of competition. Yeah, very close for mountain resort town, especially in the winter. So uh, this is a good a good find for Golden. I think absolutely, well. it's a fun thing to do uh, for um, sure. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna introduce this one. Uh, next thing on this is the Kicking Horse Mountain Resort. So you mentioned it earlier. It's a ski resort. Yeah. Um, our friend Jane uh, went and actually did this activity for us. Because we ran out of time. We couldn't do everything. Yeah. And our friend Jane came on our trip with and her husband as well. And they said they would go and let us know how it was. So we went and had dinner with them afterwards. And do you want to describe what is going on over the Kicking Horse and the Bear Sanctuary? Yeah. So you can actually go over and take a gondola ride in the summer up to the top of Kicking Horse Mountain Resort. It's about a 22-minute gondola ride to the top. There's some viewing platforms there. And what's really cool is if you want to check out the conditions and the ability to see the view, you can get a glimpse at the visitor center. They have this a camera already set up. So if you're worried about smoke or clouds or oh, if yeah, your view right. is yeah. impeded, you can yeah. check and see. Because it's money to spend if you go up there and you can't see anything. Yeah, it's awful. That yeah. would not be great. So go check out the visitor center first. Yeah, well, how come we didn't talk about the visitor center yet? Because it wasn't on your list, oh, Kyle. This is, who made, the, who made oh, that oh, list? Okay. We will. Yeah, keep going there. So, so uh, along that journey, there's a grizzly bear refuge that y- that's totally volunteer run and, and based on sponsorships. And you can go and contribute and check out the bear that's there. It's 
Boo, and he's a rescue bear. And so they're actually using their knowledge of caring for him to help research in other areas and understand how to reintroduce bears similar to Boo to go back into the wild. Interesting, interesting. So Jane really liked that. She liked seeing the the Boo bear and and learning about their efforts. And she bought a combination ticket. So a ride up the gondola. Yeah. And then admission into the bear sanctuary. Yep. Uh, do we know how much that was? Do you remember? I think it was about $80, I think she said. I think right? so. Yeah, it was in that range. It's We're, we're close anyway. So uh, so I think that's, again, it's um, a resort in the winter, ski resort. Yep. So it's... One more thing. Yeah. The lady at the visitor center told us that at oh, the... mountain The biking. mountain biking. Yes. So you hop, you take your mountain bike up on the gondola with you. Or on the chairlift, and they have like really cool mountain biking trails all the way down that mountain. Yeah, we were maybe not as adventurous as some of those mountain mount. No, do you bikers? know what? Out of all of the things that we've done in this episode, mountain biking down a mountain is, is not the one, one that scares them. me the most. Really, that that is terrifying to me because I don't think the likelihood of me dying is high. But having life-changing injuries, which I would, that would terrify me, actually. I, I, I know people that have sustained serious injuries. on Bicycle safety is nothing to joke about. You know that when I was in grade <laughs> six, I was on the bicycle helmet safety committee, Kyle. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's really what attracted me to you the most. Yeah, that we may have to do it. We've been avoiding bicycle things well, forever. Well, because I need a really comfy seat. I, I, I think we can find those, can't we? I don't know. You know what's going to be me? I'm going to be at the top of that mountain, and I'm going to be squeezing those handbrakes. Do they still have handbrakes on bikes? <laughs> I don't know. But, like, I will be going one. Could we do a 10? Whatever the smallest unit of speed is, I will be doing it. <laughs> can I have a basket in my mountain bike? Yeah. Okay. A little like a bottle of wine and yeah, a, baguette a baguette in the front. Yeah, of course. That's and what you some need. cheese. Yes, you got to throw in the cheese. Yeah, and don't. Uh, yeah, and just don't go fast. So you know what I would do? Can we work up to that? Can yes. we do the the Banff Legacy Trail between Canmore and Banff on our bicycle? It's oh, the nice. flat paved road. Sure, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's fantastic. Okay. Okay, I have one more uh, sort of outdoor adventure thing. Not not scary at all. Okay. But something you and I are getting uh, more into. Oh. And this one's way off the. Why do path I feel and- like I don't? No, oh, I know this about this. Yeah, so this one's about a 30 to 40 minute drive south of Golden. Yep. Through that beautiful, beautiful Columbia Valley. Oh, it's so I mean, pretty. just the drive alone to get to this place is great. So uh, it's in an area called Parsons. Yep. There might be a small town even or a village or a hamlet or it's just the area. It's just called Parsons. But there is a acreage, a very large acreage uh, called the Organic Sports. Privately owned by yes. a couple who lives on the acreage. Absolutely. And I have a clip. Okay. Because I'm going to leave everyone in suspense until the clip because I don't okay. know what we're talking about. There is a variety of things that you can do. And we have gotten into this over the last couple of months. You're building up the suspense. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Okay, Teresa, this might be the craziest disc golf thing I've ever seen ever. in my life. This is insane. So there are 55 holes here. That's intense yeah so you walk up and uh, we talked to the nice people that own the place they said start at 11 and that's kind of like a hole 11 yeah yeah that's kind of a a nice bunch of eight holes there you can play and they've got them all kind of broken up into different things but they have the coolest of 
designer hole. So we're on hole 11. We're about to tee off on this elevated cliff. thing. Cliff almost. Yeah. yeah. And we have to hit the yellow cream can. It's literally, I don't know, 100 meters away. Yeah, hanging from a tree. Hanging from a tree. And there is an old-fashioned cream can that okay. we have to do something with. But what's the, what's the wager here? What are we playing well, for? Well, I was just going to say who... We'll uh, play these eight holes because I think that's all we have time to do today anyways. I know. Yeah. Ice cream. Winner. If, if I hit that, you have to buy me an ice cream. If oh. you hit that, what, ever? <laughs> what do you mean ever? What do you mean if you hit that? Like in if 12 I... shots, I still have to buy you ice no, cream? No, in three, we get three shots. Par three. Okay. Okay, well, let's If go. I hit it within three shots. Okay, you get a par, and if you don't? You buy me ice cream. Uh, yes, <laughs> no, I, I buy this. you ice cream. Okay, let's give us a try. Okay. Hey, right, good luck, Teresa. Here's a small segue before I play the next clip, which <laughs> is the result of this wager we just made. Oh, no. So, Teresa, what kind of ice cream are you buying me today? Oh, every time, Kyle. <laughs> I don't know why I bother. Well, uh, at disc golf for sure. Like, I've learned not to make uh, bets with you at pool. Yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, you no. should stop. And I'm not very good at disc golf. But, but you're 12,000 times better than me. But forget about the bet for a second. How was this? Oh, this is a great fun course. Yeah, and there's it's out kind of in the middle of nowhere, but I didn't know what to expect when we first got here, but as soon as we entered into the course outline, like it's in a beautiful piece of property. Yes, and if you're disc golf people, uh, you're not really getting the baskets. You're getting old paraphernalia that they look like they picked up at flea markets. It's, fun, or, it's so much fun and you're just whacking random things. It's it's a lot of fun and the views are stunning. It's so. really well marked out. The cards are very descriptive and easy to follow. Yes. So it's very navigable for sure. Yeah, right? and, and yeah, it's you know, most disc golf courses are free. You're paying ten bucks for this one, but it's worth it because it's very cool and the views are great and, and there's yeah. some things to do and the, the owners are lovely. I really liked it here. Yeah, it was a great find. Yeah. And we won't mention the final scores. No, I didn't keep track, Kyle. <laughs> I owe you ice cream now. Okay, so I'm gonna classify this activity as an off the beaten path location. This yeah, is it's a, way out there. This is way out there. It's you're driving up. We weren't really sure what to expect, but it is it is a local couple on their property creating the space for people to come and use in it. And it was really fun. They did a really and good very job. Very friendly. With, yeah. Very friendly. They did a great job with the disc golf. So they do ask that when you arrive, there's a drop box for your admission. It's ten dollars cash per person if you want to go and enjoy their their space and their land and and have some fun playing disc golf. It was great. Yeah. So they, they've got the disc golf. Um, they've got uh, a clay tennis court, which we didn't play on, but apparently they've got one. Yeah. So it's basically a really nice space. $10, like you said. Yeah. There's even camping there. They were actually getting some guy uh, set up into one of their camping sites. Right. So for 10 bucks, you get to go in, and there's goats. There's I goats know. hanging around. There was a cute herd of goats. But it, for us, I think the draw is for the 30 minute drive for us to recommend this. Right. It's the disc golf. It is the wildest disc golf place you have ever seen in your life it right. is and they did have little bikes for people to use with That's with right. trailer coolers if you want to bring your snacks and drinks you could borrow a bike because it's so massive it would yeah. take forever to go through 55 disc golf holes but you can borrow some of their bikes that was nice it was and it was honestly it was just so creative, creative. that's the exact word that we said at the same time it was I don't, I don't know how good the disc golf is for, you know, if you're a professional disc golf because you're throwing into, you know, slots in a big wooden tree or something. Like, it's yeah. hard. It's very, very hard. Maybe people more skilled than us. But it was just this crazy, yeah. creative, innovative 
place that was just really kind of fun and goofy and, and it was a great way to spend it the was day. it was really good so and that's basically it for our outdoor adventures teresa well so we're so adventurous and outdoorsy now kyle we need to fuel up our bodies yes and we that's need what to the athletes call fueling yes. fueling up our bodies with ice cream Yes, so you owe me an ice cream. I owe you an ice cream. So where do we go? We go back to Golden. Yes. And we go to the... Kicking Horse Movie Theater and Ice Cream Shop. It's a combined theater. And how cute was it's that? It's an old-fashioned theater, too. I love those theaters. Yeah, and they were playing Barbie and Oppenheimer. <laughs> I know, I love it. So, so cute. Yeah, so it was a great place for ice cream. They had like 40 flavors, like your typical yeah. really high-end ice cream shop. And there were tables outside you can enjoy. And it was right on the... the Kicking Horse River, so you could just take your ice cream and go and sit. Yeah, and on there were bench tables. The there were benches there. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was lovely. Uh, a couple other things uh, right across, actually, the bridge across the Kicking Horse River. There's a nice uh, downtown area with so some cute. restaurants, and we went to a, a bakery there, so the Golden Bakery, right? And just a beautiful, like maybe two blocks of kind of shops and services and bars in a beautifully designed sort of downtown area. They. Re- rejuvenated that whole river walk along the along the river when you're walking towards that wooden pedestrian bridge yeah and it meets at this place called spirit square where you have the the meeting of some there's some bars and and gardens and restaurants it's a really good it's almost like a little quarter where people can can meet and gather and connect into the other little downtown areas nearby it was really well done i was very impressed with that that renovated part of, of Gordon. Yeah, you could probably spend, depends if you're going to eat uh, or take in a couple of, uh, you know, beverages here and there, but you could spend a half day probably in that downtown for yeah, sure. for like sure. Go, go there for the morning, grab some breakfast. Oh, and we coffee. did. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. Yeah. Uh, last thing, uh, we did have a, we had several meals here, but we're going to talk about one place in particular. Yeah, you booked this place for yeah, us. Yeah, um, and I booked it because I am notoriously cheap and they had a happy hour. From five to six. Oh, eleven twenty-two. Eleven twenty-two. Yeah. So the restaurant's called eleven twenty-two, which is their address. So that's mm-hmm. their their house Clever. number. But British Columbia has a lot of them. I've actually been to several of these around the world, and more in British Columbia than anywhere else. And I don't even know any in Alberta. But houses that have been converted into restaurants. They must have really lax bylaws. Is lax the word or or innovative? <laughs> No, relaxed by oh, law. Relaxed, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, I, maybe that's why there are none like that in Alberta. Residential areas have very I, specific requirements. Yes, what, yes. Yeah. You are a house, and you are always a house. But you to have a neighborhood restaurant in your house, in your house, and it's on a corner lot, so it's yeah. not bothering anyone. So you're basically in their backyard. It was which very they turned cool. into a very beautiful outdoor pergola yep. seating area. Uh, there are seats inside, and it's just this beautiful space. Yeah. And we ordered off the happy hour menu. Which was like a three-course dinner. It was. It was really well done. Yeah. But you got to select for entrees. 30 bucks, right? 30 bucks for a three-course entree in a mountain town. Uh, or you could order off the regular menu. Yeah. And it was still reasonably priced. So uh, pasta mm-hmm. was a large well, – um, that's what you had, I think, pasta, right? Yeah, salad. I forget what I had. You had pasta too okay you had soup and pasta and the dessert was oh the berry tarts yeah berry tarts yeah it was beautiful i would say we we did some digging around we talked to some people and this was a restaurant that came highly recommended yeah and i would recommend it as well absolutely yeah so we would say go to 1122 and it's a it's a great little restaurant so yeah that was a good find and i'm just going to correct you you say you're notoriously cheap but maybe kyle maybe you're just financially (laughs) responsible okay no that's not true oh (laughs) 
<laughs> no, it's uh, you know what I like to do. I like to save where I can, so I have more money to spend on the other things that we want to do. Do you know so. what I thought you were going to do? Huh? I thought you were going to plug your happy hour list for Bam. Oh yeah, go plug your happy hour. Oh, it's my list. Yeah, go to our website www. What's our website called? Mountain Town Ramblers. Yeah, and if you don't want to pay full price for anything in Banff, go check out our happy hour list. Yeah, sorry, that was a bad plug. Okay, Teresa, last thing that we can talk about, the town is lovely. You can definitely spend some time in the town. Right. Uh, The location of Golden, though. uh, That's the draw. It is kind of the draw because you are at a jumping off point for a lot of places. So run through the national parks and, and provincial parks that are like right close to there. Yeah, it's a really good hub. So Yoho's 32 kilometers away. Glacier National Park in Canada is 55 kilometers away. Mount Revelstoke National Park is 169. Lake Louise is only 82 kilometers. Which is, of course, Banff National Park. Banff, yeah. And then Bugaboo Provincial Park is 50 kilometers away. So I feel like we've just identified some of our next places, Kyle. Yeah, and I, you've, you're actually missing some of these on here as well, because I know I, oh. I took this off your list. But Kootenay. Oh, of course. Kootenay is, is uh, within an hour drive away. Yeah. Yeah. So... There are other ones that we didn't list that you are surrounded by provincial parks and national parks. They are everywhere. It's just a fantastic location. Uh, and in terms of accommodations, reasonably, reasonably priced for the summer. Yeah. Like especially if you're going to compare it to Banff. Oh, yeah. Or no Jasper problem. or places yeah. like that. Um, we got a self-contained cabin. It was a tiny cabin, but it was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful In a cabin. lovely acreage spot. And we were paying about two and change per night, 225 Canadian dollars, something like that. Yeah, so, you, you booked it. I don't oh, know. I didn't tell you. Yeah, so it was about <laughs> 225 or 250 But for a mountain town? That's pretty In the middle of summer, that, that's pretty pretty amazing. So, yeah. yeah. No, that was a great trip. Golden was fun. We did some scary things, Kyle. Very scary. And now we're adventurers. Yeah, and we are. So we pushed our limits. I actually yeah. say this to the kids a lot because a lot of time the kids, you know, at school they, they, they don't want to push themselves too, too hard. And I said, you know what? It's hard now, but when you push your limits, you know, and you go beyond your limits, you now have a new limit, and that's how you grow as a person and get better, right? And, Aww. So that's very exciting. So you have to tell us all about the the internet stuff because I don't. I run the <laughs> website. I don't know our URL though. That's not good. That's not. <laughs> we're gonna have a business meeting about marketing kyle okay so our social media we're on instagram mountain town ramblers we're also again our website mountaintownramblers.com on there we have links to all of our podcasts and youtube videos we have some articles and blogs on our website so go check it out and then also if you're on our instagram account we have a buy me a coffee link. So if you're interested in helping us with our travels and supporting us as we go on some of these really cool adventures, we'd love we'd love a like, follow, subscribe or coffee if yeah. you can. And, yeah. And until we get to our really really exciting new We are on an adventure for something else. Yeah, that the, the buy us a coffee thing is not going to be the uh, the main thing we do. Uh, announcements to come soon uh, about some of the things that we will be doing and I think we are very excited about them. Maybe so. next podcast, Kyle. Maybe the next one for sure. Okay, well take care Teresa. This was a lot of fun. I can't wait and uh, for the next adventure because that was a great one. Okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs>